On today's show, LeBron James finally signs his extension with the Lakers. Should he have? What's the plan for the Lakers? And then we'll play our favorite game on the NBA schedule. What stands out? Are rivals really rivals anymore? We'll talk about all that and more on today's Locked On NBA. Let's go. You are Locked On NBA, your daily NBA podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome. You are locked on to the NBA. My name is Nick Angstead, host of the Locked On Mavericks podcast. Thanks for making Locked On NBA your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, podcast and video on YouTube at Locked On NBA. You can go follow the show, subscribe. Also, comment below. Which game are you looking forward to the most? When the schedule came out, you're like, I'm circling this day. Circling this game. Let us know in the comment section. And joining me, as always, on a Thursday, host of Lockdown Bulls, what you got for me, Pat the Designer? When, when's Bronny James get to the NBA? <laughs> <laughs> I'm circling the day. <laughs> Bronny James getting drafted into the NBA. <laughs> to the Spurs. <laughs> That's why yeah, the tank right. happens now, to the Spurs. Then LeBron can play in the Alamo Dome. Let's go. Come on. Uh, oh, my gosh. Le- LeBron James signs his extension, uh, according to Sham Sharania and Woj, at the exact same time. So you know this is a clutch, like, plant, like, group text situation. <laughs> Four-time NBA champion LeBron James agreed to a two-year, $97.1 million contract extension with the Los Angeles Lakers, taking him under contract through 2024-25. That last year, he does have a player option. And it's a, man, it's a it's a big deal. It's $97.1 million. Could go up to $111 million if the salary cap rises to a substantially higher number. Apparently, we're just playing with whatever numbers we want right now. We're just like, hey, you could be making this money, this money. It's not necessarily a contract. It's more of like a... I don't know. You want to you want to stay? You want to stay? You want you want to make a little more? You want a little different? <laughs> you want to stay a little bit? Um, oh man! And then he he gets a fifteen percent trade kicker because who knows if the Lakers are going to trade LeBron James? And then also his deal now becomes for his his earning his career earnings five hundred and thirty two million dollars, which now surpasses Kevin Durant's, and he becomes the highest paid player in NBA history until Kevin Durant resigns a deal sometime after his four-year deal or somebody else follows him up whoever i don't know luca whoever whoever else follows him up after this it doesn't even have to be luca at this point like it, it, in the nba now like there's random players just making so much money it's like uh, has what zion done for you guys lately absolutely nothing 200 plus million bag my question though for this one starts with what does this mean for the Lakers? Because there has been a little bit of uneasiness. This has been a, yeah. a not good offseason for the Lakers so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As far as the Westbrook saga just continues, they haven't had any resolution with that. They're still sort of waiting on what could happen with that whole situation. The guys that they added, the guys that they they flipped and added, um, none of the players they had on their roster last year seem to be finding any homes. It's like most of the roster, most of their rotation have not yeah. signed anywhere else. That's a that's a bad sign. And then the guys they signed, I don't think Lakers fans are super excited about that. But this does set the Lakers up for a couple more years. There was some like uneasiness of, is LeBron really going to sign with us? And is LeBron going to stay? Yeah, I mean, the thing that you have to hang your hat on at the end of the day, right, is LeBron James plays for your team. 
The dude that, yes, he's 38. Oh, he's aging. He's getting up. He averaged 30 points a game last year. Like, he's still really freaking good. So I, I think that it's a good thing that if you're a Lakers fan, right, you still should feel good that LeBron is a part of your team. The question is now, like, what does that do for this team? Like you said, like, we saw what it was last season with Russ. With AD, even when everybody was healthy, it didn't look like this dominant juggernaut of the Western Conference. And I don't think adding Lonnie Walker and Troy Brown Jr. is going to put you over the top. So how do they, if they're making these kind of moves, right, you're expecting to, to see the Lakers try and make some other moves to build this team out. How do they build this team out? I think that's the biggest question surrounding the Lakers right now. What do you put around LeBron that's going to make him successful? After this year, because this is the team. This is it. Like I don't know if there's another path besides (laughs) a Kyrie trade or something else where you're packaging those two picks, the twenty, the twenty twenty seven and the twenty twenty nine pick, going out. Like there's just not a lot of options to upgrade this roster. Like this is the this is the team they have. I've seen people throw around the okay, what's the best Lakers closing lineup? And it's like LeBron, Anthony Davis, Austin Reeves. You start throwing names around, right? And I, you're just not feeling good about the names that they're that they're throwing out there. Uh, yeah, Taylor Horton Tucker really hasn't panned out the way that they thought. Maybe Lonnie Walker pops for him this year. Kendrick Nunn, last time I checked, hasn't been cleared for five on five basketball activities. Damian Jones, like a you know, they brought in like they had Stanley Johnson, and Wenyan Gabriel last year that that sort of like popped for them, but only popped in a way that like just looked like they were credible NBA players necessarily. Yeah, that they they held. And so they don't have a ton of options to upgrade their team outside of a Westbrook Kyrie, like a situation that only works because you have LeBron James on your team. So then my real question today is, should LeBron have done this? Should LeBron have done? He's got how many more years left where he's going to be one of the best players in the NBA? He's probably still top five in the NBA. Yeah. How many more years does he have left? What are his goals? And can the Lakers help him achieve that? Well, listen, I, at this point, right, he averaged 30 points a game last year, what, eight rebounds and, like, still, like, seven or eight. Six. At this point, 30 he's Brady and, in 38 it. 38 and six. 38 and six. He's Brady in it. Like, he'll be 45. He'll still be putting up 25, five and five. He'll be like, you know, I'm really slowing down out here. <laughs> and we'll just be like, hey, go away, old man, please. We're tired of seeing this, even <laughs> though you're still pretty amazing. Um, but, I mean – Should he have signed the deal? I like this move for LeBron and for the Lakers, right? Because at a minimum, you're on a team with really good players already. One really really good player. Well, here's the thing, right? Can they figure out how to make it work again? I think the biggest issue with Russell Westbrook is the same issue that happened with LeBron. Who did LeBron have to pass the ball to? You bring Russell Westbrook in for what reason? For for him to pass the ball. So we thought, right? So, like, I think they're both having the same issue. Anthony Davis was the guy who they could pass the ball to. LeBron James is basically the best shooter on the team at this point. I just feel like you've got to find those role pieces to put around LeBron, put around Russ, put around AD to figure out how to make this thing work. Yes, you do have the big names on this Lakers team, but those big names – don't really fit well together for you to be able to 
get to that next level. That's where the Lakers really need to make that next move. So I'm not mad at LeBron signing here because you're not going to find at least a better, even if you think Russ is past his prime and he's not doesn't have it anymore, at least you're not going to find a better partner in crime if you go somewhere else at this point. You're not thinking about that Cavs team? I know our Locked On Cavs guys have been talking about this for a while, that if LeBron hadn't signed this extension, that the Cavs could have been an option for him. And for me, it's okay. He's four-time NBA champion is going to be his thing. He wants to get to six. He wants to get to that point. It looked like after the Lakers won in 2020, hey, this team could be back. They got a pretty good core of some younger players that can grow a little bit here. Plus, Anthony Davis could take the helm eventually and be the number one if LeBron James does slip a little bit. And then they made that Westbrook trade and just like – Pulled the rug right out from under from under it seems like because it was just the one of the worst moves they could have made. Yeah, and I I just don't know if LeBron is gonna check off the boxes of the things that he wants to do as far as winning a, a title because you're betting he's betting so his just on the court just on the court stuff he's betting so much on Anthony Davis with this deal in my opinion. I, I mean, listen, that's why you brought him there. You, the the bet was for Anthony Davis to be there. They, Anthony Davis doesn't get a pass and all of this. Like it, you got, <laughs> you were paid to be the guy. Eventually, LeBron James' whole game plan was to have what Dwayne Wade did for him to do for someone else. That someone else has not picked up his part of the deal. Outside of one, I mean, a, the finals AD was ridiculous. Outside of yeah, that, 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 AD has really pretty good. much, AD pretty much has not done anything in a Lakers uniform. Well, he's played thirty six and forty games over the last two years, and the year before yeah. this past year was a little shortened, but still thirty six and forty games is not good. He's got to stay on the court. It, it's what was our insulting nicknames we went through last week? <laughs> Anthony Day to Day Davis. Anthony Day to Davis. <laughs> yeah. Um, but this is just a big bet on on Anthony Davis, in my opinion, and that's what it comes down to. If LeBron James feels that Anthony Davis and him can get back to it and can get this team, probably not this year, but next year, if they can, like, I don't know, get rid of Westbrook, maybe clear some space, bring in some guys that actually want to play, prove that Anthony Davis can be a winning player. And then the thing that is going to be said on on every single show forever after this deal, yeah, Bronny James, twenty twenty four NBA draft, come on up. And LeBron has a player option for fifty million that year, so he can opt out and go somewhere else wherever Bronny goes at that point. Um, I talked to, to Richard Stamen, Mavs draft from uh, Lockdown NBA Big Board, and he's like, at this point, he's you know Bronny's a rising senior in high school. It's kind of hard to tell at this point. Like we can rank him or whatever, but he says he's probably a first round pick at this point. We'll see if that that turns out. But that's the that's a fascinating whole subplot in this whole thing is that he has the option, he has the ability, LeBron does to to move around if he decides to. So LeBron James, the Lakers, they're not going away anytime soon over the next couple of years. And uh, we'll see what happens. Go follow Locked on Lakers. The Kamenetsky brothers do an incredible job covering the Lakers. So go listen to them for all the more insights on them. Coming up, Count it up. we'll play our the most fun game that we play all week. We love it where we count out the most interesting, fun things in the NBA. We're doing it around the NBA schedule. NBA rivals, national TV games. Does NBA TV count as a national TV game? No. We'll ask that and talk about that coming no. up. But before we do... You're hanging out with some friends. Imagine this. You're putting back a few drinks. Few becomes too many. As the evening comes to an end, people start to head out, and you're like, should I call for a ride? Should I not? You know, I live pretty close. I can drive slow enough. It's like, 
I can make it home. I can make it home. I can do it. It's not a big deal. What are the odds that you're going to get pulled over anyways? Even so, what's the worst that could happen to you? You know, your insurance goes up. You lose your license. You lose your job. You total your car or you kill someone. Everyone knows about the risks of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. So, If you think you're okay to drive after a couple of drinks, think about it again. Take another second. Play it safe. Plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. All right, Pat. We're continuing to talk about the NBA. We're playing the most fun game we play every single week. Count it up. Count it up. Count it up. Counted up on the NBA schedule. So here, I'll just throw out a couple of numbers for you. Again, 82 games for every team this season. We're back to 82. We have to clarify that because we had two years there, but we did not have 82 games. Season starts October 18th, ends April 9th. There will be 41,000 miles traveled per team, which is a record low. It was 49,000 miles total last year. So the NBA is cutting down on travel. They average teams average 13.3 back-to-backs per team. Last year was 13.5. And even uh I think I saw five years ago, it was like 19.9. So they yeah. were 19.5. So they've really l- limited the amount of back-to-backs over the last couple of years. And uh teams will have days off before before and after Christmas, MLK Day, um, and ABC Saturday and Sunday, like those after those weird afternoon games that they get too. So the NBA is really working on. The travel, the schedule, trying to limit load management and damage to, to players. And uh Count it up. do you think it's gonna work? Um, no, for for one reason and one reason only, right? It's what CJ McCullum said when he went on first take. Uh teams put in those given rest days no matter what. Um, I thought that was a real insight to kind of what players go through, especially when players get the, uh, hey, this guy's not playing tonight. Why isn't he playing tonight? He should be good to go. He should be fine. Um, Sometimes the team, when they invest a lot of money in you, $97 million (laughs) extension. For two years. They don't want to break you. So they end up guaranteeing rest days. I don't think it changes anything with uh, 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 how these teams are going to approach their $100 million players, or in in the Bulls' case, their $200 million players. Yeah, I mean, like, I I just look at this as, okay, it's nice that the NBA is doing these things, and teams are going to look at this as, oh, yes, you have a day off before he has his rest day. And we know that multiple days rest is better than just one day rest, right? It's all about the re- it's all about the, what's, kind of what CJ McCollum said. It's all about the recovery after the, the games, especially for some of these older yeah. players, LeBron's, the Chris Pauls, the guys like that. It's the recovery after games like that that matters. Yep. If you can get multiple days there, then then sure, go ahead. And as long as the NBA is not really going to do anything about it, but try to make the schedule better. Um, there's no real incentive for these players. They're not. They don't get paid by the game. They don't get a game. They don't necessarily get a game check like in the NFL, right? So, um, it, it's just it's different. So I, I think the NBA is trying to do something. They're trying. This this probably limits injuries, in my opinion. Like this limits yes. injuries more than yes. it does the load management, which is still helpful for fans that want to see their favorite players. As long as their favorite player is like, hey, I'm I'm playing no matter what. If they have that mentality, you're gonna see them. If they don't necessarily, and the team comes in and decides to uh, decide it for them, then you may not get to see them. 
do we get to that weird point where like remember when like kind of towards the end of David Stern when Pop just started sitting guys like oddly at he a was, time well, the, and they the, the, and they the, literally suspended them and find the organization do we get to that point again well we had the famous tim duncan dash old game like, like he, yeah, he rested yeah. because he was old right like that yeah. was, <laughs> he kind of started this whole thing and because and that and that trio won more playoff games than anybody had at that point which is yeah uh you know just incredible feat by, by that trio in san antonio so it worked and since it worked for the spurs now everybody else is doing it and now, now you know all these players do it and uh yeah there's all kinds of pros and cons, and you can go listen to team doctors and medical. Didn't Pop also bash it, though, like after that? Wasn't he like, I think we're doing a little hold too on, much with low management. I can do this. I can do this. I can drink this wine. You can't drink this wine. You can't do what I do. You can't do I what I do. Pop. The NBA is also starting NBA Rivals Week, kind of unofficially, officially, like a couple of inside reporters, like, tweeted about this and it was like the NBA sent it to reporters, but didn't necessarily like announce it with graphics or anything like that. Um, Oh, I just blanked on her name. Uh, Kendra, uh, Malika Andrews, Kendra's her sister, Malika Andrews tweeted this out. And I was like, okay, the NBA sent that to her to try and send it out to be like, Hey, look at this. We're trying something new and I'm down for it. But my question is how many of these are rivals? All right. So how many of these are rivals? Celtics heat, I'll give it uh ECF matchup. I think yeah, that'll sure. that that's a rival. Clippers Lakers. Yeah, sure. Same building. Yeah. Nets Sixers. It it might be. Like it might be. If if No. 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 If um if KD's not there and Kyrie's not there, then no. Like that's that's a bad game. Grizzlies Warriors. This one's pretty good. I'll give I it like that. this one. Yeah. This is like old guard, new guard, like they had a pretty good playoff series. Uh, if you listen to, to Locked On Warriors, Cyrus Satsis was adamant, adamant yeah. the whole playoffs run that the Memphis Grizzlies were going to be the hardest team to, that they had to play, and they took them to the most games. So, um, here's the one: <laughs> Bulls, Hornets. All right, NBA. Let's talk. Let's have a conversation here. <laughs> um, I'm just gonna sit back my drink here so here's my question right because it's the rivals games right so everybody keeps saying oh well it's because the ball brothers are going up against each other they're brothers they like each other that's not a rival i see you every day growing up don't you have a brother that's not my rival that is my brother so we we just got done saying that grizzlies warriors is a good one though and draymond and john morant have been doing this whole like you know do re me thing like, like yeah, over the but summer. It's also so, it's also because Kumbaya like is what I was thinking. They, they've 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 also gone at it. They've also they they've praised each other off the court and they've also like called each other every name in the book on the court. I give you a rival for that. Lonzo and Lamelo barely talk on the court when they're playing against each other. They just look at each other and they're like, "Yeah, hey, I gotta guard you. You gotta guard me." It's like in the backyard. Do they guard That's, each other when they play though? Consistently, they do guard uh, the the couple of times that it has happened because Lonzo's been hurt for a lot of the matchups. Right. So the couple of times that it has happened, they have guarded each other. Lonzo's done pretty well against Lamelo. Lamelo's done well against Lonzo. It's been pretty even for the most 
most part. It hasn't been like LaMelo shooting the lights out. But it's not a rivalry. And there's no connection with Charlotte. Unless you're going to connect Michael Jordan now hates Chicago and he owns that team. That's the only connection mm, I can see it. that this you have it. there. I'm in. It's not the LaVar Ball Bowl anymore. It's the Michael Jordan Returns Bowl. That's what it is. That makes it more of a rivalry to me. You sold me on it. You sold me on it and you didn't intend to. But 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 Mike's not coming. <laughs> we can't get Mike in a box. I don't in think a suite. I, we can't get Mike to I'm sit up somewhere. Sh- Shine a light Actually, on him like Jerry Jones I, at AT&T Stadium. I can't. Somebody, somebody who's a Bulls fan or watches Locked On Bulls, humble brag, let me know in the comments. I don't remember, but I do think Michael Jordan was in a box last season for Charlotte and Bulls. I so he, he probably would have been there anyway. Mm, interesting. Interesting. There's no rivalry there. It's like Kendall Gill covering the Bulls. It's like. You played a year here. I love you, Kendall, but like, <laughs> why are you covering us? Couple more rivals here. Suns Mavericks. We talked about this on Locked On NBA the, or Locked On Mavs no. the other day. It's it's. I don't know if you can call it a no. rivalry off of one series because the Suns beat the mess out of the, the Mavericks for like ten straight games before the Mavericks beat them in the playoffs. But yeah. um, but it's gonna be a good matchup. Like I'm down for it for that. Like I don't know if it's a rival, quote unquote, but the animosity is there. The game seven was real and all that. Um. Timberwolves Grizzlies. No, like I'm not. I, 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 it'll uh, no. be a good matchup, no, but this you is know like, why? it's not a rival. No, it's not. He, he, you don't even have the the I'm going at you, you're going at me aspect of it because they traded Patrick Beverly to Utah. <laughs> that was the guy that was going at John Morant with all the crazy talking. So like, no, like what's the definition of a rival? Isn't a rival like? I've hated you. Like, no matter what, legitimately, no matter what, cool, love you, my guy. Detroit's my rival. Right, right. No matter what the Pistons ever do when they're trash, when they're great, when no matter what, Detroit is the Chicago Bulls' rival. Miami moved into that when LeBron went down there and kept Derrick Rose from getting to an NBA Finals. Those are rivals. Like, this is just like these guys have argued once in the bathroom. Yeah, it was like these these would be nice (laughs) matchups. Um, Raptors Warriors. It's the two thousand. Was it the two thousand and nineteen finals? Like, no, that, no, I don't think that's rival. It's not uh, a rival. Nuggets versus Sixers. Jokic versus Embiid. Like that's no. a good matchup. I, I don't think that's a rivalry though. I, like I don't feel that one. Uh, now, Nick, now Nick, Denver versus Miami. If a Morris twin is still there, that's a rivalry. <laughs> that's a. It rivalry. doesn't matter which one they they switch. <laughs> Switch, it doesn't matter. They switch. They mid-game. switch out in the playoffs. Yeah, <laughs> mid-game, it's like it's like sister sister. You know, I'll take your test today. Parent <laughs> uh, Nick's Nets. Like, sure, that's a rivalry to me. That's a rivalry. No, yeah, yeah. Nick's Nets is rivalry. Yeah, and New then, York. And Lakers Celtics. Like the classic one. Like, okay I'm, okay, I'm down for that one. That one's a rivalry. So I think we're like half. We're like 50-50 on these as far as which ones are rivals. Coming up. How many of these are you tuning in for, though? We'll go through them, the rivalry games. And then we got national TV games. Um, how many games is too many national TV games? The Warriors, a lot of games. The Warriors may have hit their capacity here because a lot of games. their local broadcast is doing no work this year. We'll talk it's about, a third. We'll talk, about, a third. we'll talk about that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Bet Online. If you're listening to this schedule talk and you're just salivating, like, let me get my hands on some lines, some spreads, some odds. It's there for you. They got games already opening night. Sixers, Celtics. What do you think the spread is? Sixers, Celtics. At Celtics. Opening night, first game of the season. 
I would say uh, Harden wants to win this year. Yeah, all right. Uh, I'd say one one. I don't know. You're thinking too, you're thinking too hard. Celtics <laughs> thinking mi- way too hard. Celtics minus five on that one. Celtics are favored by five points. The next game: Lakers really? Warriors at Warriors. <laughs> Warriors are favored by ten. Five and a half. <laughs> Five and a half on that one. Maybe they're thinking a little bit of like, like the Lakers haven't played in a while. They, they have way more rest than the Warriors do at this nah. point. So nah. anyway, if you're feeling good about any of those, go check it out. It's Bet Online where the game starts. All right, Pat, we're continuing on with Count It Up. We're continuing to count up the most interesting, fun things about the NBA schedule. Count it up, count it up, count it up, count it up. We've been talking about these rivalry games. Celtics Heat, Clippers, Lakers, Nets, Sixers. Which one of these are you? Which ones of these are you actually tuning in for? Uh, I think you got to tune in for Lakers Celtics, right? Just I'm off in. of the nostalgia of it. One. I'm on that one. Um, it's not a rival, but I'm watching. I'm watching Jokic and Beat. I'm watching Sixers Nuggets because the I Nuggets mean, will I, be better next year. That, like that's a good game. I don't, it's not a rival, I, but I'm tuning in for it. Here's the thing. Most of them are good games. So, like, I, I'm tuning in for a good chunk Knicks, of these. Knicks-Nets is not a good game. Knicks-Nets is not a good... Well, well, no. Knicks-Nets is not Kevin, a good game. Like, unless Kevin Durant is there. But even if Kevin Durant is there, it's not a good game. It's not going to be a good game. The other Only if Tom Thibodeau punches somebody in the, uh, <laughs> in the, in the stands. Is it a good game? All right. Um, my, Miami... What was it? The Miami... Uh, Miami Celtics. Miami Celtics, I'll tune in for that. That's a good game. That's good. Clippers, Lakers, these these games. I, I get yeah. so sad every time someone is yeah. like, like Chris Haynes the other day tweeted out, this is the all four times Clippers and Lakers will play. Those games were supposed to be the best. Those were supposed to be the best games of the regular season. Like a couple of years ago, they both loaded up. They had two stars on each side. They had depth. They had like rivalry. Like Paul George was supposed to go there, and then he didn't. Kawhi Leonard was going to go there, and then he didn't. There was all that back and forth. <sighs> Doesn't it just feel like the Clippers are just going to run rough shot over the Lakers at this point? If the, if the Clippers can stay healthy, like okay, show this, it to me. This Clippers. is true. Show it to me. This is true. Show it to me, Clippers. All right, national TV games. Let's um, do it. Let's start with this. Let's start with this. Count it up. There are d- two different types of counts when people do the NBA schedule and they're like, this is the amount of national TV games that each team has, or this is the amount of national TV games that all these teams have. One one list counts NBA TV as a national TV game. The other list does not count NBA TV as a national TV game. Count it up. Is NBA TV a national TV broadcast? Like, If your no. team is on NBA TV, you're like, oh, they're on national TV this week. No, there's there's two things that that gauge it as national TV for me. One, can I not see my local broadcast? So, like, mm. do I not have the option to listen to Stacey King and Adam Amin, mm. which by far is the best broadcast in the NBA uh, for local basketball? I, 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 I literally just had Mark Follow on my podcast yesterday on Lockdown Mavs, and I would highly disagree. He's the best. Uh, well, that, well, here's the thing: we'll have him fight it out in the back alley, and Stacey King six eleven. Uh, Mark Falwell's scrappy. He's scrappy. He works out. And he knows he knows Spanish, too. I don't know if that'll help him in a fight. but I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> It just confuses Stacy. Is he speaking Spanish right now? What is this Stacey, saying? Like, St- Stacy King's got a hot sauce, so he, he'll throw it up. Uh, I, don't know how to, I don't know how we got here. Uh, but no, I, I think um, 
I have to decide if I have to decide, like, do I want to hear my guys over you? And it's a guaranteed yes. You're not a national TV guy. Mm. I think it's about platform and status. So I don't count NBA TV as national TV games because it counts. I, it's like status. Like, oh, are you on ESPN? Is like JJ Reddick going to be on the call? Is, you know, Mike Breen going to be on the call? Like, yeah, is, yeah, yeah, are you yeah. getting those guys? Like, the, the top of the top. Are you getting the. Oh, this, the Jeff Van Gundy, Mark Jackson yeah. team. Like, are you yeah. kidding? Uh, am I going to have to deal Mama, with Mama, there goes that man. Like, it's it's that. <laughs> is Doris Burke going to be on the broadcast? Like, I get I get excited about that because they, the, like, the national people get to talk about my team. I don't get excited for the NBA TV people. I don't get excited for Jim Boylan breaking down uh, <laughs> halftime. Yeah, I just don't. Yeah, I mean, like, it doesn't oh. do it for me. Um, I don't get excited by the Isaiah Thomas live call. That being said... <laughs> Without NBA TV being counted, the Golden State Warriors have 30 national TV games. Not counting. That's a lot of games. NBA. The Lakers have 27. The Celtics have 25. Milwaukee and Philadelphia have 23. Phoenix has 22. Dallas has 21. The Clippers have 20. Those are all the teams with 20. But the Warriors, 30 out of 82 games. That is 36% of their games are on national TV. How many? How many, how many, how many, many is, with NBA? How many is two? Forty-two with NBA TV. <laughs> the Warriors. Okay. The other thing about the other thing about national TV, we're spending way too much time on this. But the other thing about national TV <laughs> is, don't NBA TV and ESPN come in the same cable package? Like I think if you get a, you, if you get Sling TV or if you get yeah, like yeah, any yeah, of these yeah, other yeah, ones, yeah, 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 you're yeah. getting both. So. That's an, that's national TV. So like you, you kind of count it as a technicality, but like it doesn't seem like it in my mind. If I if I get uh, uh, Hulu with Disney Plus, they just throw NBA TV in just because it was around. You know what I mean? It's that kind of deal. I think they throw ESPN in actually because they have the ESPN Plus. <laughs> it's that kind of deal for me. Yeah, you know I mean, like, like yeah. If I go oh. to, if I go to McDonald's and I'd be like, hey, can I get a two Big Macs? I'd be like, we'll throw in NBA TV for you as well. Like, why? I didn't need it. <laughs> Let us know in the comments. Is NBA TV? Do you consider that a national TV game when you count them up for your for your teams? Um, but which team has too many national TV games? The Lakers. 27 <laughs> without NBA TV. That's so the, many. The Lakers, um, by far. I There's no other team on here that I don't want to see. Well, no, I can't the, say that. The Lakers uh, have a, here, here's how you put it. The Lakers have 11 more national TV games than the Nuggets. Yeah. Who yeah, have yeah. the last two MVPs and have this team that's that's coming back with a, a vengeance this year. Yeah, for sure. They have nine and, and, more than the Grizzlies, who are the second I'll, best team I'll in the also, NBA last year. I'll also say this. Uh New York has thirteen too many. Um uh, just, they get a Christmas Day game one. Like that I'm just a given, like at that yeah, point. They get they have they, apparently they have apparently two games during rivalry week, apparently. 13 games too many. Uh, Nobody which, Stephen A doesn't even want to see which that. team doesn't have enough <laughs> national TV games. Um. Here, here are teams with one: Jazz, Kings, Magic, Pacers, Pistons, Rockets, Spurs, Thunder. I'm okay with all of that. The Kings, man, no, give me, the Kings have players. Yeah, I mean, by by definition, there, Nick, they have to have players. You have to you have to put me, at least fifteen on the court. Give me like a Pistons Magic game on it on like on national TV. Like, give me some of those. But to have just like one each, man. I mean, there's there's got to be a little bit of a draw there, and and listen, it's not like we haven't seen them flip franchises before. Would nobody trust them year one of this thing? Also, you know what'd be hilarious is Toronto has four national TV games. What if they four, which is less than like Cleveland, Atlanta? Now I think Minnesota. they're slighted. 
I right. think they're no, sliding because Toronto and Toronto's really good basketball. What if Masai pulls off a KD trade? Like that's going from four to like I don't know fourteen. Oh, yeah. you're, you're flexing it. They're flexing no, no all matter those games. no matter what team ends up with KD, you get like ten more games. Like that's a part of the trade package. It's like hey, we're gonna take those from Brooklyn. We're just gonna slide those over here to you as well. Yeah, I'm. I I think Toronto, even without KD, is getting slighted on it because at a minimum, right, the point of national TV is to watch really good basketball, and Toronto to plays really, really good basketball. I have like 18 more counted ups we could have gotten to today, but there it is. That's the schedule. Go check out your local Locked On NBA or Locked On NBA podcast, uh, Locked On Bulls, Locked On Mavs. You have all different ones. We're all covered right now. Locked On Clippers. We just recently hired a new Locked On Clippers host, Darian Vaziri. He is really, really good. Go check out Locked On Clippers if you haven't in a while. And uh, yeah, go check out all those shows. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked On NBA. Peace out. Boom.